Thank you for joining us for the June 2014 edition of the International Public Sector Accounting Standards Board audio podcast. My name is Stephanie Fox, Technical Director for the IPSIS-B. I'm joined by IPSIS-B Chair Andreas Bergman and Board Member Thomas Müller-Marcus-Berger, who will discuss key developments from the IPSIS-B's meeting held June 24th to 27th, 2014 in Toronto, Canada. Welcome to both of you, Andreas and Thomas. Andreas, let's start with you. Could you please provide some general comments on the meeting? We'll discuss other topics in great detail later on in the broadcast. Thank you, Stephanie. Firstly, I would like to thank uh, our members, uh, technical advisors and staff for the excellent discussions. This offers uh, some insight on how uh, standard setters work. Uh, much of our time we really spend on discussing and sometimes debating issues before we come to a conclusion and uh, finally uh, decide what will be in the standard or will be in the conceptual framework. And uh, so it is very important uh, for all of us to have excellent discussions during our meetings. Uh, another remark uh, I would like to make is on the oversight, uh, which is obviously a bit more topical and, and uh, which uh, generally is of great interest for uh, our constituency. As you know, uh, the Governance Review Group has had a consultation out for comments until the end of April and received a, a substantial number of comments from around the world uh, from people interested in IPSIS-B's governance and oversight. Uh, we got a presentation from uh, one of the co-chairs, John Blendahl of the OECD, uh, over the results of this consultation and uh, it is uh, fairly clear uh, that at least in the short term uh, what is option two so to create an oversight under the umbrella of uh, IFAC is the favored option uh, of a clear majority of the respondents and this is very good news because this is uh, ending a debate which has taken a long time and uh, is therefore also the beginning of really defining such an oversight mechanism in the details and therefore uh, we're looking forward to working with the governance review group now on this next step. We are now really in the final phase of our conceptual framework project. In addition to the four chapters already issued, we have at this meeting approved two more chapters, one on measurement and one on presentation. In respect of the chapter on elements, we have made some final adjustments, uh, especially a simplification of the revenue and expense definition, and plan to approve this in September, together with the conceptual framework as a whole. Thanks, Andreas. We'll look forward to seeing the completion of that project. Thomas, perhaps you could update us on the IPSIS-B's discussions related to the responses on the exposure draft for first-time adoption. Sure. ED53 was issued in October 2013 with a request for comments by February 2014. The IPSIS-B received 25 responses in total, which, given the relevance of the topic, was less than we expected. During this meeting, we did the first analysis of the responses on the three subject matters for comment, and I would like to highlight two main areas of the board's discussion. The first area of discussion had been the differentiation between the types of relief with and without impact on true and fair presentation. Secondly, the discussion focused on the three-year duration of the transition period 
in the borderline preparatory period before that. So staff will come back in September with a draft emphasis with the goal to finally approve this project within this year. Thank you, Thomas. That's very helpful. Andreas, during the meeting, the Ipsis B approved the Government Business Enterprises Consultation Paper, and I'd ask you to speak to that. Probably we should remind our listeners what the project is about. Uh, all Ipsis standards uh, begin with a definition of uh, GBEs, Government Business Enterprises, uh, which are then excluded from the scope of our standards. Now, the problem is that uh, this definition is uh, somewhat difficult to apply in practice, especially the borderline is not very clear. And that's why we have decided to have another look uh, at the approach taken. And uh, in this consultation paper, we are basically uh, proposing two alternative possibilities how to address the issue. The first approach is really that we stop describing which entities should not apply Ipsis, but instead describe which entities we are setting standards for. And then acknowledge that the decision of applying our standards or using our standards is finally a regulatory decision in each jurisdiction. The second approach is that we really address the difficulties in the existing definition and try to improve the existing definition of government business enterprises, which will still be excluded uh, from the scope of our standards. It is a consultation paper, and as such, of course, we are very open for the comments from uh, all our uh, constituency. However, uh, we have, as Ipsos B, a strong preference for the first option, so we think we should continue to describe uh, what we are doing and not what we exclude. Now let's turn to Thomas. Public sector combinations has been brought back as a project to this meeting. Please tell us about the Ipsos B's discussions about it at this meeting. Sure. After having deferred the project, as you said, due to resource constraints, this was really the first time that the board had the closed look at the responses received in 2012. Again, not having received too many comment letters, the quality and the substance of the comments had been excellent, though. With this input, the board had a quite intense and detailed discussion, especially on the categorization of transactions in the public sector. The reflection of the responses will be continued in the September meeting. Thank you, Thomas. Now, one of the sessions focused on reviewing an issues paper and several chapters of a preliminary draft for a consultation paper on social benefits. I'd like to have Andreas tell us more on this very important public sector specific topic. We certainly understand that for many countries this is a highly critical issue and therefore we'd like to make progress uh, rapidly and, and provide guidance uh, on social benefit schemes. Uh, in this uh, meeting we have discussed therefore the structure of a consultation paper which we plan to issue as soon as possible. Uh, we have looked at the various schemes, how they are classified and uh, what are the differences between the various types of schemes. And we looked already at the three possible accounting approaches uh, which could be taken alternatively. Uh, one looking uh, based on the conceptual framework at the existing Ipsos B literature at the liabilities and contingent liabilities. The second one looking at uh, what is called a grant executory contract, so basically a contract which requires both sides, the citizens as well as the government, uh, to continuously 
uh, implement the contract and make contributions or provide benefits. Uh, and thirdly, uh, to consider those schemes in a similar way like insurance uh, contracts uh, uh, and apply insurance, ac insurance accounting on those schemes. Thanks, Andreas. And the Ipsis B also discussed responses to EDs 48 to 52, interest in other entities. Thomas, can you tell us a little bit more about those discussions? Yes, again, this was the first meeting where the board looked at the responses to the EDs 48 to 52 dealing with interests in other entities. As a reminder, this project is a convergence project. So when discussing some comments regarding the amount and the structure of the EDs as a reaction to some responses, the board decided to stick to the structure of five EDs. As the comments had been very detailed, staff seeked direction for some key decisions which would form the basis for the discussion in the September meeting. Thank you, Thomas. Well, we've reached the end of this latest installment of the International Public Sector Accounting Standards Board's audio podcast. Thanks to Ipsis B Chair Andreas Bergman and Board Member Thomas Muttermarket Berger for joining me today. The next meeting of the Ipsis B will be September 15th to 18th, 2014, in Brussels, Belgium. All Ipsis B meetings are open and members of the public may register as observers. I'd like to remind you that the Ipsis B consultation on its strategy for 2015 forward and its work program for 2015 to 2019 is still open and I encourage you to respond by the deadline of July 31st, 2014. More information on the Ipsis B is available at www.ipsasb.org. On behalf of the Ipsis B, I'd like to thank you for listening and invite you to join us again in September. <laughs>